Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that takes longer to record than Chinese democracy. Well, Europe is the word on everybody's lips this week. We wonder what collapsed quickest, the Celtic defence in Utrecht or the Manchester Chief of Police's arse at the draw. And it's been Miller time all season, but is Kenny for the off? And after his full debut, where are Vladimir Vice celebrations last week, the worst case of premature ejaculation since Scott bumped into Susan McGuire in a taxi queue. All that and more coming up on Heart and Hand. So, uh, I'll just introduce my usual coterie of guests and, as usual, our floating voter. Uh, first of all, the man who really does not fancy Miss, uh, Miss Susie Maguire, it's Mr Scott Vandenacker. Yeah, hi David. I would like to take exception to the premature ejaculation quote. 20 minutes I spent rubbing myself up and down on her. Well, she's a big girl, you know, if you, if you started rubbing against her, her sort of like back buttock, you would only have been kind of really into the thigh by the time that you'd, you'd spent 20 minutes. What a thought. Uh, joining me, of course, is our, our usual bundle of fun that is Mr Mark Dingwall. Hello, playmates. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's devilish. That's saucy. You know, we could be like one of those on the buses type thing, you know. Oops, there go my bloomers or that stuff. Asky and Thomas Trinder, they're my... Uh... They're my cultural heroes. <laughs> Icons. And a man who has turned up at a Rangers podcast bedecked in green, white and gold. Yes, it's Fraser Martin. Explain yourself, sir. Good evening, sir. Well, it's a springbok top, so I thought they're the only people with a, a more right-wing reputation than us. I reckon that's, um, that's well worthy of a good shambocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, I, I would like to point out that uh, Fraser has been well-warned and, and will be severely disciplined by our, our hastily assembled pod court later on. Okay then, well, we usually start off with a game um, from the week, but let's face it, it wasn't a thriller minute, was it lads? So we can we can get into that later on. Let's start with what did happen last week that was quite exciting, which was the draw. Scott, Manchester United versus Spore, which to me sounds like a, a condition that you get on your left buttock, and, and Valencia, excited? <laughs> well, horrified, probably. To be honest, it's, it's a good draw in terms of glamour for the club. I think we'll sell more tickets than last year. And it's sad, though, that it's come to that. 
that we look at a draw and we go, ooh, how much money can we make? Will we sell our tickets? We're not going to pick up that many points, but that's only my opinion. And hey, football's all about opinions, David. There was a, a little bit of text interaction between myself and yourself when the draw was made, and I want to get this on record right now that I have bet Scott 10 quid going to a charity of your choice, although in my case, the charity of my choice is me, um, that we will get at least a point off Man United over the two games. What you actually said was, was that they're feeding force. Yeah, so, I did say that. I was giddy. <laughs> I was giddy with the... Was that the assumption that Michael Owen's going to start? <laughs> well, yes, oh, see, that would be a slap in the puss for Sir Alex, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? I think yous are so bad that I'm going yeah. up front with that, that Brazilian guy that they found selling a big issue in <laughs> down, downtown, you know, downtown Little Porto. Final uh, confirmation that he did go easy on his no three. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, we've, we've got the teams from that um, game many moons ago, he shuffles paper. Um, and it's a question of, are they, they weaker or... Uh, are we stronger and we certainly are because I mean we had we had one hell of a subs bench that night the guys who came on were Morris Ross Chris Burke and Nuno Capuccio which is a wee bit like you know when you're 3-0 down at Old Trafford like trying to sort out the third world hunger programme with a, a bag of fish fingers isn't it? Now, am I right in saying that Alec Ferguson actually took off the, the top three strikers within three minutes of each other? He took off Giggs Forlan and Van Nistelrooy within ten minutes of each <laughs> other and replaced them with belly on Cleberson and a very young Darren Fletcher <coughs> Uh, nice I, sense of irony, Sir Alex, yeah. I think. There. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our team, it's interesting, some good players in there, but you, you do wonder what we were thinking. Well, uh, I think that, you know, you've got Arteta. I mean, we went there with Paolo Vinoli. Mark, that's a good time to bring you in. Being yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a United uh, fan of a friend up for the game, and he said, you know, who should we watch? And I said, well, I think the only person who could possibly get into the United team would be Arteta, but he still had time to develop. Um, he's developed so far now that there, there is a possibility to might even play for England. They're trying to play play the rules. Um, Games so, a bogey if so, that happens, isn't it? No, you know, so it, it really is the death of, uh, of English football yeah, if they do that. But in, ter- in terms of, I think we are considerably weaker than we were then. Are you and, winding me up? And I think that uh, United are stronger. Right, hold on. Kloss, Kishnishvili, Moore, Berg, Ball, Arteta, Hughes, Arvaladze, Vinoli, Moles, Lovenkranz. I reckon we could beat them tonight. I mean, with you and Gold, there's no much we'd get by, you admittedly. I have to say that I think you're ingesting narcotics to, to put up that proposition. <laughs> no, I am not having that. That was a no. dire team and it played even well. Although, Interestingly, oh, did, did, the, did it play that badly? Yes, certainly it played did. badly down in Manchester. Yes, it did. But the same team... Uh, Should have beat, got a draw at least. beat 1-0 at Ibrox. OK, we were tweaking under strain, but it was really a great well, game. The crowd really well, the 12th man. Interestingly, Pierluigi Kalina was a ref that night, um, so there was one superstar in the pit. But I'm going to move off that because, you know, we're talking about a game that was seven years ago. Mm. Uh, 2010, I think we've got a, a reasonable chance of getting something off Man United and, and, and hang me high. At home, admittedly. Valencia, not the team they were... Do you think you Evans will call Valencia the Aberdeen of Spain again this time? Well, it's funny you'd say that. I actually saw uh, a wee post in Follow Fall last week that said Valencia were actually having a really terrible start this season. They were, they were second bottom of the La Liga. That's because it hasn't started. It's an alphabetical order, you daft. Almeria for a good start, haven't they? <laughs> you're going to go to a site, though, that is run by Martin. I don't want to give any publicity to, frankly. Does anybody know anything about Bursa Sport? Well, yes. I, I don't want to go all you and Chester on you, but I have watched some YouTube You don't want clips. to come over all you and Chester? <laughs> <laughs> if he gets I, us a bargain signing, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. He's, uh, he's actually gone. 
David. What? Well, Norwich, is he not? He got poached by some club who obviously wanted someone to watch DVDs for them. Wait a minute, he's at Norwich, so Paul Lambert hired him. I mean, mm. you know, Paul Lambert, a man who does look as though that, you know, walking and talking at the same time presents a, a, a difficult life challenge. Actually, Delia might have hired him. She might have had some like other chefs DVDs and she wanted oh, to have a look. And or she might have made a particularly virulent sherry trifle that she decided to, yeah. to get stabbed into. So, Valencia, though, I think they're not Aberdeen or Spain. And sadly, I watched them the other night and they do appear to be very, very good at football. Could, yeah, I know. This is, a, this is unfair. They keep drawing us against teams that are actually better than us at football. You know, where's the fairness there? I think the, the only chance we have was a couple of seasons ago that Fenerbahce went through without you know gaining a, set, a single point, which I, I think even we haven't quite managed so they far. They went through without gaining a point. Think a about win. This. A win, maybe. Sorry, they, they, they play... <laughs> Okay, Mr. Pedantic. <laughs> they played so their entire Champions League campaign without gaining a single point. Yeah. However, if you look at Burasport and what they did last year in the league, we, we do now, because of their, their exploits in Europe, we do know a, a bit about Fenerbahce, Galatasaray and Besiktas. Mm. So these guys, for all that we might feign ignorance about them, then they're certainly not going to be pushovers. It's, somebody says it's not the group of death, but if you look at Rangers and Man United's finances, it could be the group of debt. The group of hanging on for Grimm's death. Oh, um, God. See, if Copenhagen had been in there, that would have been absolutely brilliant. That would have been wonderful. That, that would have been yes. oh, no, wonderful, God. wonderful. <laughs> He's gone punning again. He's yes. gone punning. Right, let's reel him back in with the travelling because there's going to be a bit of controversy, no matter as much as we might like to say, well, it's this or that. Um, the last few years haven't been kind to us in terms of incidents when we've been away from home. Uh, Manchester, you get the feeling, will be rigorously policed. Well, it was in 03. Uh, we took very few independent seats. Myself and Mark were at the game. It was we we did the driving Miss Daisy bus, picked up at eleven o'clock outside Ibrox, taken to Wigan, taken to the game, and bus straight back out again. So uh, I would imagine it was something very similar. Let's be honest; it's not two thousand and three that's made this game um, a UEFA noticed one. No, right? Yes, Some, yes, something's I, I, happened I, I, since. Are, then, we, are, we, are we talking around the issue? Here? I think we are. A tad. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest; there's not going to be anyone near the, the sheer volume of people that went there. Uh, there's not going to be as many people who you would suggest are not are going not for the football. Mm. But one thing that does worry me, and I'll be honest here, is the suicide drinking culture among Rangers fans when we travel. I know we're not the only ones, but it happens, and it's sometimes can get a wee bit out of hand. Also, that you know, Manchester United do have uh, a proper tasty firm, um, a rogue element. Yeah, uh, and they do. I mean, I saw them up in Paisley Road West in '03. So there are potential problems, which is why we have the category that we have. You know. We've got to deal with it and, and get through it. No, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Um, in terms then of the draw, one thing I was pleased about was there was at least a couple of glamour games because last season I said to Scott, these are three teams that aren't particularly glamorous and could still pump us. Mm. And, I mean, the Unity one we were talking, that was right up there with Panathinaikos in 03 in terms of just a real beamer of a home performance. 38,000 people watching us getting pumped. It's economically, doesn't make sense. In football terms, it doesn't make sense. I think this year there's more to get people talking. There's more excitement before the games, and it might also help the fans get behind the team. It might actually boost the atmosphere a bit. Well, I mean, this is this is the fourth time Manchester United have been up in the last seven years. The, the, the blue sea of Ibrox we had was fantastic, and I spent that whole night just wanting Rangers to put the ball in the net because you knew the roof was going to come off. Yeah. You know, you, you're looking, you know, Kiev eighty-seven again. Bloody loving Kranz member he could have oh, squared to Shota for a tap and he went for glory. So badge kissing bastard. I think what happened that night though was like, see when they scored after two minutes, you could see everyone going off. Yeah, and it was, was Phil Neville. Oh, 
that's just such a slam in the kiss. And I you, you really didn't mind then Van Nistelrooy, Giggs, Skulls, whoever, but it's the equivalent if they play new and, you know, Big Issue Boy comes yeah. out and does crack one in at the bar. Right, Big Issue Boy. You mentioned it last week, and I must admit, and I'll have to go, you know, heart on hand here, uh, that I, I thought you were lying, or that you'd picked it up wrong, and it turns out that Alex Ferguson has in fact spent £7.4 million on a bloke he'd never seen, who five weeks before had signed from a third division club on a free transfer, mm-hmm. who two years before used to hassle me for change outside Central Station. That's an odd deal. Do you think so, Alex and his good friend Carlos, but maybe, I don't know? I'd had a chat about this move beforehand, David. Gentlemen, I think we're in danger. Alex Ferguson will never talk to this podcast if we continue down this route. That's very true. It's not that that worries me, Fraser. It's the fact that he might send Mike Feeling. <laughs> you know, Mike uh, Feeling yeah. on a Saturday night, man, is better than 20 pints in terms of knocking you, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> I love the way that the Premier League flexed their muscles, though, did you know? Uh, we're going to make him talk to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, when he's retired. Yeah. It's like Michel Platini's sweeping reforms. I'm sure that we'll all be in our 70s by the time UEFA sweeping reforms change anything. I do like, though, Michel Platini's quite obvious that he hates England uh, and he wants them to lose everything and he'll do anything in his power to make them know that. Well, yeah, it's French. Yeah, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, when he lifts an English team out the hat at a draw, I mean, it looks as though he's picked up a tramp's cock, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's yeah. a, ugh, an English team. How, how a pulling for me. Uh, speaking of the draw, I saw there was a wee free show of excitement when we were called the Rangers by, uh, was it Wesley Snyder? Wesley Snyder. Which means he's signing. Ah, absolutely. Well, Wesley Snyder, partly just before the World Cup, early in the summer, converted to Catholicism at the behest of his new girlfriend. So That's ah, a slippery slope to go down, man. slippery slope, isn't right, it? Right, you know, I, I fit by teams for life, uh, a woman, they can come and go. They can come and go. If he's going to sign for the Rangers... Which he obviously is now. No, you're not. Well, not now, no. Well, maybe that's true. Well, at its peak, clearly. Yeah. At its peak, yeah. No, six weeks ago, I thought Scott's there on his I just think we have to know that he's not going to do that on the pitch. And what school did he go to in Holland? I need, I need to know. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what is. I wonder what's Dutch for. What fit do you kick away, son? <laughs> you know? We're usually be- better than either foot than any of our players. Are you, are are you a Wesley or a Bert? Yeah. <laughs> Wesley or a Bert, yeah, absolutely. Okay, then, so that, that, that's the Champions League draw. Obviously, we'll, we'll chat a little bit more about that as we get closer to game time. We should now move on to the St. Johnson game. So I'll need to be quite honest and admit that uh, I didn't attend the match on Saturday because I was at a spiritual retreat in Oxfordshire and uh, I was learning how to meditate properly and I'm getting some, some strange looks but you're not allowed to, uh, pod, pod listeners, you might not know this but if you've listened before you might know that there's the odd bit of um, gay badinage goes on in this podcast and we were listening last week and it was like hearing a, a conversation in the toilet in Bennett's so we've got a moratorium on it this week so I can bring up that I was at a spiritual retreat and none of you can say anything to me. I did look around the table and all three of us were like Dying to, to say something derogatory, but you've just kiboshed yeah, that. Yeah, I'm right? close yeah. to my god. So the, 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 the yoga's up to be crossing his legs beautifully this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Me and God, man, telling you. Well, like, saying, nah, suitably well saying. You know, like Bill and Ted's big. You know, big adventure. That's not me and God. We're we're going to go down and do that. The good thing is, yeah, so I don't remember reading much about this in the, the New Testament. So can we move I'm on? Old, yeah. I'm an Old yeah, Testament. Give me a smite in God any day of the week. Well, but well, I were you reading spiritually enlightened? We went to Ibrox Park. <laughs> well, I got a text. Worshipped. I got a text from Scott saying I need a retreat after watching this well, pitch. So Scott, is it fair to say you weren't impressed with the performance? I think the phrase would be "it's early days." Which I think covers... You've been saying that phrase to me for the past 25 years. Yeah. So, well, I'm hoping one day we come out with Barca, and I'm convinced it's going to happen, that we're just sort of, you know, biding our time at the moment. But, but how many times a season do you come out saying, that's the type of game we need to win, because if you drop points there, 
oh my god it's already a panic is that another qualifier though all the time when you're looking for a positive you come out and go you know we could have lost that game under Le Guin it's been four years now but but it has has been a grind in the last few years hasn't it the number of games where you're just hanging on you're thinking all they need is one charge up the pitch and we haven't killed them off yet it was nice to see some really good set pieces though Shame it was St Johnson's set pieces, but uh, nice to watch. There was two things I took from the game in, in, May, in the main part, which was I think first half the team came out, believed their own press. It was like watching a team full of Charlie Adams playing Hollywood passes all over the park. It just wasn't working at all. But the other good thing to note was in the second half, the Copeland Road started to sing, the Brumland started to sing, and the fans, particularly when Jelovic came on, willed the team to get a goal by backing them. Loud Jock Brown there. They willed the team on. Oh well, it was great. I was near there, what can I say? I watched the highlights and I must admit I thought that fifth place in Johnson that was some goal. That was a great goal, yeah. Was Danny Granger the boy that was at the D United? David, should we maybe build a fourteen million pound training complex and maybe practice <laughs> things like that? <laughs> practice, yeah. practice those set piece type things. Well though the I was as I say, I was talking to a lot load of boys uh, when I was done at this thing and um, supporting various different teams and the number one complaint that comes up is apparently nobody supports a football team who's who have a corner kick taker who beats the first man. So yeah. it seems to be a universal thing. The guy, the guy behind me managed to Say, uh, say Rangers the guy standing there the blind party saw him waiting around <laughs> at the edge of the box so we're not doing well, gay badinage but we'll do disabled gags no no, no it was in a good way alright oh, okay <laughs> it's the uh, defensive corners we've always got 10 men in the box and I don't understand why particularly you know even in the Champions League, well, the, a man, in, a man in the centre circle, a man in the in the hole outside the box, and then even seven or eight in the. In well, the, in I the agreed box with itself. you on that one, and I sort of thought, why don't we do the Mourinho thing of if you leave three up, they've got to they've got to back. defend it. But um, Walter did explain that he came out and said, well, the thing is, there's um, less goals scored at busy corner areas. So although you're saying you're leaving men out and they've got to leave men back, it leaves more room for the men they do have in the box. Um, and let's face it, you want to cut the room that Davy has to cover in terms <laughs> of sprinting. Um, it's not really fair to get him. You know, running over at a high speed in, in the six yard box, but I agree with you. But I've just never liked it. I remember when we were out to Borussia Dortmund back in, U- in UEFA Cup after a great home uh, performance, yeah, one of the best goals I've seen in, in, in Europe and Ibrox. And in the last minute, they threw all the men up the park. You get a couple of men up. I agree with Fraser. We do have a very busy box, but often they're not picking anyone up, which isn't really much much good. I don't There's think. three people here dying at the phrase busy box. This has got to be a long, long week, lads. <laughs> right, we yeah. get get through this, and next week we can all come in and just Why slaughter each other. We've for... got a prize for the for the listener who has the best busy box joke that we can send in to us. Perhaps we're not getting the duck. No, this is Mark trying to give away the duck they're again. Um, for any new listeners, the, the uh, Heart and Hand podcast uh, mascot is a little Rangers rubber duck called Ronald Duckboa. And Mark, Mark hates, hates him so much. Mark's anti-duckist. Yeah. But what I will say is... Which is strange because it normally comes with an orange sauce. <laughs> 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 what, what wing does the duck fly with? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, even I hated that one. An interesting thing when you're, you're coming back up the road and you're reading all the papers was, as, as far as some of the papers were concerned, certainly Mark Guidi, that Kenny Miller had stabbed a St Johnson player on the way through to, to score the goal. Um, and I thought, well, this could be a really controversial goal when I see it. And then when I saw it, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, nothing happened. He ran with a guy, the guy saw he was beating him and he fell over. Yeah, and finished very well as well. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Kenny Miller suddenly, you know. Kenny t- Miller doesn't have to be, you know, like, no decision, just hit the ball. Yeah. Know, actually... The one thing you could rely on Kenny Miller was a whole Kuzar's banjo interface, oh. and occasionally the ball would hit half him and roll in, but now he's banging him in. It's uh, five already this season. He's the number nine, the goal machine. What was disturbing there, Scott, was the fact you had to 
count up all the goals, one, three, two, and you went five. You know, last isn't a strong point. That's why I'm on this podcast. No brains. But I, I think yeah. with a cup tie, Jelovic, it means Miller will stay. Uh, that really annoyed me last week. The Jelovic stuff. Everybody texting um, after the Celtic match, which we'll come to later. But everybody texting. Oh, the only bad thing I think Jelovic. Oh, that's such a blow. We haven't seen him. You know, the guy could be mm-hmm. pish. We don't know. And suddenly we're, we're building him up and he's a superstar straight away. Um, are we expecting too much film? For that kind of money, we we better see some because if uh, you've saved up all your pennies, bought somebody who's cup tied, and then uh, if he doesn't do it in, in the domestic league, then you know it's a severe, severe um, question hole. mark over over Walter. Well, but Walter will be out of dodge by the time that, <laughs> that we come to do the assessment yeah. of it. But then again, the last time that we spent three point seven five million, four million on a player was in Kyle Lafferty. And could you find a Rangers fan that would tell you that that wasn't worth it? Aye. Nice. Right, anyway, um, let's hope that uh, Big Jella um, does the business for us. Uh, I think that it was another one of those games, certainly for, for, for what I saw of it and for reading the reports talk to you guys, that it did appear it was one of those ones that was a grinding sense of inevitability that Rangers were going to win it. And do you think that sometimes your lads struggle to get up for those matches? I think it was quite low-key, but it's hard to say what was wrong because you look at the way they're set up, you're at home, the pitch is immaculate. And to be honest, I couldn't see a reason why it just didn't click into life. I mean, there was a lot of things went wrong. BT and Miller in the first half, it didn't work, didn't gel. BT looked a bit slow. Maybe you could argue. BT does look a bit slow. And Fraser, you you were at pains to point out earlier that you're uh, a little alarmed by the man's magnificent man boobs. Just a tad, yes. That that is somebody that needs time in the gym. We're we're talking training, brah, here, aren't we? (laughs) He's not at his fighting weight. At the moment, shall we say? No. <laughs> could, it could just be the oestrogen in the water. They say that that's why men have Murray Park. Are you casting aspersions on Lord Catherine's suitability for heterosexuals? <laughs> yeah, I think that the, Mark's feeling a wee bit perturbed by the fact we said moves and you know five pairs of eyes in the room just immediately shot over to him. But uh, yeah, he does look a wee bit. But then I, I, I say again, you know, the trauma that James Beattie went through last year, mm. where he was headbutted by Tony Pulis, who was nude uh, at yeah. the time. Now, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the fact that that boy is walking and has control of his faculties is a miracle I think he looks like he's been comfort eating oh absolutely <laughs> yes. you know I was a bit perturbed by Stephen Davis's appalling play he was very poor until I thought the last 15 minutes and then mm. all of a sudden he, he started to run he started to run the channels he started to play passes but mm. I agree in fact he's just he's been poor um, mm. ever since he came back from the trip in Northern Ireland actually I wonder if the virus has yeah. stayed in the system a wee bit long no he's been no well um, and it's never very pleasant but then again you know some of their best players were, were no well most Saturday morning because <laughs> they don't know what they've been up to on a Friday night and they, they ran it off I would say in basic David in basic terms I disagree with Mark a bit and I think what you're hinting at I think these games just should be looking to pump teams and I think coming out against St Johnson at home saying whew that was a banana skin hmm. shouldn't really be see no, the wage bill and the facilities we have it shouldn't, every game should be like pulling teeth. I, th- I think last week there yeah. was a bit of mania, which you alluded to earlier. Jelovic, oh my God, he can't play. None of us have seen him. Mm. After Utrecht, oh my, you know, we're going to win the league. After the draw of Champions League, oh, that's a, that's a home and away of wins against Valencia and Bursaspor, no problem. Saturday was a bit there of a thud down Yeah, earth, I think there was a, 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 just a, a hint of this kind of mania, perhaps the, not only the support, but maybe the players, because they definitely came out first half and thought, oh, we, we just turned up. We're going to steam yeah, these guys, it. and it just didn't work. Sasa Papa, at silky winger. He was, he was getting right. If you, you know, I saw he was our, our main, our main threat in front of goal. I, I feel sorry for Sasa though. I was looking at the draw scene. Europe. Mm. He's got to face Joaquin at Valencia, Volcan of Bursaspor, and uh, Nani or 
Antonio Valencia for Man U. Volcan, that's not a player, that's a flash goblin, buddy. <laughs> no, you made him up. No, he's actually quite, he's, he's an evil looking wee fellow with moustache, I think. You got some abuse last week from some of the pod people for your um, Vladko and your making up of a nickname. It is his nickname. It's not his nickname. You go to it's Slovakia. You go to Slovakia. I'll go to Slovakia right. and say this Vladko. No, sorry. No. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm actually head of his fan club, Slovakian Division. I had to believe. No, I'm not allowed to do that this week. No. Um, okay, then, we're going to move on now and talk about the Spears of the Week. The Spears of the Week is the award that we hand out to the person who's made uh, the biggest uh, D.I.C.K. of themselves over the past week. It's named in honour of Graham Spears, who was formerly the chief writer of The Herald back when it was big enough to be considered a newspaper before he ran it into the ground. This week we'll go to Scott, who has turned up yet again with, we can't call it your Belgian sack this week, we're going to have to call it just, you know, with a couple of... Answer written down. I don't know how well this is working out for us. This no gay badinage thing. I, don't, I, don't I, really I didn't realise it was quite as prevalent in the pod. See if this pod this week, listeners, is seven minutes, then you'll know. Um, yeah, but we'll be we'll be truthful. There's probably a joke about something lasting seven minutes, but we can't crack it. Well, you're going to have either. a shower halfway through and do it twice. Well, hey, including foreplay. <laughs> four, right. four four play. I don't know what it is either. So oh, do, tell do, me you about want, it. do you want to crack your joke? How do you make a woman come? Who cares? Hey, right. I've got two this week. Peter Crouch. Was no, you, you did him last week. No, He's different one. Upset. No, different one. I'm what, do you mean, what do you mean he did him? No. <laughs> I, I did Peter Crouch last week. Is, is this the yeah. super right. injunction? The two of you, right? Mark, yellow card, Scott, warning against future conduct. No gay badinage this week, okay? Right. I told you. Yellow card offence. Right. Peter Crouch. No comment, no? Okay. No, no, no comment. Fine, right. He was talking about the Champions League and he said Spurs in the Champions League, that's where this club should be. They haven't won the league since 1961. And what about Wigan, Peter? Right, that's what I'll say. Yeah, what that, about Wigan? that wasn't a great result for them at all. And the fact is, from again, just seeing the highlights of match of the day, I mean, what does Wigan deserve? Could have been 4 yeah. 0 to Wigan. So I think Spurs sort of laughable to claim they should be in a league called a Champions League. Did you see Harry Redknapp's interview after that? The, the interviewer said, well, will you sign a new player and give the fans some sweetness? And he got really, really kind of narky looking and said, it's been none but sweetness since I came here. Mm-hmm. Do you know the only two points when Harry... T- Harry started there. He's never mentioned he, it. He doesn't. He, he never does mention no. it. But he did. Apparently did he turn that points. club round? He turned that club round. God. Did he buy a lot of players? I did like his novel approach to buying players, where he basically just looked at the previous year's team photo and signed all the players that they'd signed. Yeah. But fair, fair play to them. They're in the Champions League. Um, they've got a good draw. So who was your other one? My winner possibly is Billy Stark. You've not a winner yet in this, by the way. I know. Actually, I keep bringing loads of suggestions, and they're all rubbish. Yeah, you, you are like the you know you are definitely like the spurs of this podcast. I'm in fact maybe I shouldn't be so harsh on Peter Crouch. Maybe you should be managed by Harry Redknapp. Um, although I'm sure there's a hang of agents in there, money. Oh, Billy Stark, under twenty one manager of Scotland, was talking. Still, about, I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's been, there, he's been there for like 300 years he, and nobody noticed. I know, we never qualified for anything. He, he was, <laughs> we wouldn't care anyway, would we? Well, not really, no, but uh, Spears of the Week for me. Um, oh, no, no, wait a minute, you're oh, interrupting uh, Scott. Oh, I'm dreadful, sorry, old boy. You were brought in as our Scotland correspondent, I think. To... No, but the thing, I'd phrase Oh, it, well, wait a minute, I'm talking about the big team here, not the under 21s. Ah, <laughs> really hard timer. Well, uh, then again, is your story going to be more interesting than Scott's? Uh, no, this is great, look, please. Please. Right, okay, right. Okay. Yeah. You've built this up, big man. Actually, it won't be that good now in retrospect. Right, go on. Right, James Forrest, okay, of Celtic. The Wunder Kid. The Wunder Kid. Billy Stark's talking about his eligibility to play for Scotland. Oh, he's not and Irish again, is he? Well, that's the thing. He said, at least we know he's 100% Scottish. There should be no issues like James McCarthy and Aidan. Now, I can see a flaw in that already, folks. <laughs> James McCarthy and Aidan McGeady were Scottish <laughs> as well. So, uh, sorry, Billy Stark, you're just towing the line. Have the courage to say what you really think, which is they should have played for Scotland. Well, yeah, that's, well, that's actually quite tempting. 
That is actually quite tempting to, to go for Scott this week, Fraser. Well, fair enough. But I'm going to take the populist approach go uh, on. yet again. Um, clearly, there must only be one winner given the, the events of last Thursday evening. However, you I better am... be talking about the Motherwell game because <laughs> we've got a section coming up on that other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spears of the week for me has to be the technical director of, o- of Odense who had the temerity to take on a 70-year-old Craig Brown <laughs> and get leathered. <laughs> Craig Brown booted him in the buzz. That's fantastic. He's 70 years Although, old. Although, to be fair, if he'd been like that uh, fella Murphy, they went to boot him in the buzz and ended up kicking Archie Knox, a severe one in the stovies. Mm-hmm. And that's something you don't want to do. Archie's got that look oh. about him, he just wouldn't stop. I reckon Archie would, in a fight, would take everybody in this room. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's when the Neds attack one other than you, and it's the, he used his head like a penalty kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get to tell my Archie Knox story here. I was sitting in the front row at Ibrox, 1990. Seven were playing Falkirk. Do you remember Stally Stensah scored a beauty? Uh, he, he nearly took the, the rigging after the net, or the net after the rigging even. But uh, I saw. I'm sitting in the front row of the main stand, and Ian Ferguson gave the ball away in midfield, and Archie shot out the dugout, and he stood up and said, "Fergie, Fergie, Fergie!" And he shouted after him for about two or three minutes until eventually there was a break in play, and Ferguson dutifully ran over, and Knox had been waiting to hit him with this pearl of wisdom. He went, "Fergie." For fuck's sake! And that was it. <laughs> and Fergie nodded and then ran back as if that it, was a. It's quality coaching like that that, you that, know. that took us to the European heights that we achieved under yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, like, I wonder how much he earns. I could, I could be the fuck's sake guy at Ibrox. I could still do that. Yeah. yeah. I think Craig Brown had a 30 year old girlfriend when he was 64. You don't fight a guy like that. No, he's, a, he's a lover and a fighter, what can you say? And she was well worth potting. I mean, in all fairness, she, she was knee she was hound. You know what I mean? Because you hear that sometimes you're like, ah, the 60 year old guy and he's got a 30 year old girlfriend and she's rough as a butcher's dug. She'd been with Bill Lecky. Oh, God. <sighs> that, that is a wee bit like when you buy, you know, you, you see a bargain, you think in Comet. You know, you see like a Davey. telly and then they go to X no. display. Davey. Discussion over. Discussion over. Discussion over. you can add. Marco, Spears of the Week. I was going to do a double whammy, but it's a triple whammy in Lennon. I mean, to be to be beaten by a team with a, whose main player sounds like a cartoon character. I mean, this guy, Rudy Van Whiffle, Whistle, Winkle, whatever he's called, to make up for it, you get a haircut that makes you look like Gollum. <laughs> and makes then, you look and like then, Gollum. I mean, he was already a good part <laughs> of the way down there. And then lastly, what's your solution? Oh, I'm going to get a psychiatrist in to see the rest of the team. I mean, this is this is not good management. Well, I, I, I am absolutely delighted to see. Well, what well, next? A, a spiritual retreat, perhaps? <laughs> yes, only the real losers end up there, though, Fraser. I think you'll find out there was no deal in Neil Lennon to the spiritual retreat that I went to. Uh, it was a classy joint. We're going to then go on. That actually leads us quite well into the Tim versus Utrecht, but I'm going to have to give Scott his due here for the first time oh. in week five. Scott, your runner-up, Fraser one. Thank you very much. Um, Spears of the week goes to, goes to the, the Odense direct. I mean, it's just a pensioner, dude. We can't let it. We can't encourage pensioner abuse. Look, I was trying to. Oh wait a minute! How old's Billy McNeil? <laughs> right, okay, certain pensioner. So um, you bro, and, not, and you've got an old man fighting. I've got an old man fighting. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, mate. We, you know, if this, you're always starting at minus three. See if you get ten, you only get seven on the scale, really. Um, whereas you know, Fraser, it's like a handicap system, no jokes. Absolutely. Um, what we're going to do then is, is lead on into what Mark was saying about. <laughs> You know, people, we, with this Rangers podcast, we try not to talk about the dark side as, as you know, funny as it can be sometimes, but, you know, come on, <laughs> serious. Yeah, I mean, for nothing. They didn't just get beaten. You know, th- that is the equivalent of that bit in Full Metal Jacket when the guy says, you know, you're the kind of guy that would come around and do my yeah. sister and not even give me the, the, the courtesy of a reach around. I mean, and who was it that Rip Van Snorter or somebody that scored mm. all the goals? Made up name. 
<laughs> it was actually Chris Boyd. <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle, I think it was, scored the hat trick, but they didn't have a shot and goal, I don't think, until the 89th minute. And this is a team that was seventh in the Dutch division. Oh, they were garbage. Yeah. There was one of my mates was saying he was listening to the radio and he, he just turned on and heard that some guy called what, Jerry Brady had scored in the game and he was like, oh, well, that's a tick back into it. And like, no, actually, this, this guy ain't signed for them yet. Uh, what was his name? Barry Maguire? Yeah. Did he know of a hit way in Evil the destruction? Evil destruction. Did, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> Entirely in keeping. Of course, the daily record the next day said Barry Maguire brackets from a Celtic daft family. That's the, I remember that Owen Coyle, he started it was Celtic daft. You couldn't see the words Owen Coyle without the word Celtic daft, except yeah. when it actually did come from joining them, and then he wasn't quite as Celtic yeah. daft as no. he thought he was. What was, the, what was the name of the Utrecht defender who claimed that he'd, uh, that he'd grown up supporting Celtic because his brother or cousin was an agent and he went to Seville wearing a, a Mohammed Salah? T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just gets more you know, and more. Pres- Mohamed Salah doesn't own a Mohamed Salah T-shirt. No, Mohamed Salah was in. Was he, he was even in Seville? Maybe watch it from the stands as well. I was. I think a treat for a lot of us. I think I don't know if I can speak for all the podcasters, but was listening to Radio Scotland's take on last Thursday's event. They were nearly greeting. It was. This, it was just silence. It was like a sort of black. I, I, I expected at any minute to see the world has ended and now some music. Please yeah. be with your family during this torrid time. Two, qu- got two quick. Goals. Right, that's what the guy goals. he said. You know, Celtic they only need two goals. I was like, there's four minutes left. You know, they're four nothing down. Don't make it that they're right in this. If we may pa- paraphrase a, a well-known Glaswegian DJ, was it a two-minute silence for Nate Timms in Europe? No, yeah. <laughs> they were they were deservedly pumped to it. And I, I think the thing is, is that Lennon's starting to build up ahead of steam in terms of domestic results. And we can't take that away from him. But every test he's faced so far, they've been found one. Well, and that actually. Goes back to Spears, Spears of the Week for Neil. I've got one team for Europe and one team for Scotland, Lennon. Uh, <laughs> no, what he said was I've got one team for the SPL, one team for the League Cup. First two rounds, I think that's what he meant. Well, what he, what he should have done then was maybe play the good team that he had for the SPL mm-hmm. in Europe because it was. It is embarrassing for Scottish football, but I don't see how we can. You know, I'm talking about the United Motherwell here, an Irish team getting pumped to. Uh, yeah. You know, doesn't doesn't really bother me. So well done to our Dutch cousins um, for that one. Uh, wait, wait and see now. Be playback media getting besieged um, with complaints about that one. Okay then, uh, we're going to go on now to the letters. You can get in touch with. I got in a bit of abuse for this last week for uh, calling it the Facebook, but you can get in touch with us on. The Facebook. Mark, first letter we got in was about something you attended on Sunday about Mark Inch. Yeah, there was a, a very moving uh, ceremony for the uh, five boys from Mark Inch who died in the, uh, the Ibrox disaster. And uh, a couple of fellas, Kev, Jer and, and Campsey, done some, some marvellous work out there to commemorate these, these boys, as well as putting a, a bench in the local church and putting up trophies for competitions in the school they renovated a monument to the to the lads and put it in a bigger plinth surrounded it with uh, rowan trees from from uh, from erskine hospital and uh, there was about 200 people there on on sunday morning to mark the their passing uh, on a similar note that's, that's great stuff on a similar note scott cunningham uh, who many of you'll know from travis trek scott and his dog raise uh, scott's blind but goes in these amazing walks with his guide dog travis and uh, raises a lot of money so we're happy to give a shout out to, to scott he's a hell of a nice guy as well loves his loves his bevy if you're listening scott uh, i've got one here from uh, my friend steve from the dublin loyal rsc he said i have a nomination for spears of the week and that is the mac website the fuddle board who last week had two pages of dross on the dublin loyal apparently the secretary me as a woman who 
whose husband is a Tim and I was given a kick in, in Dublin Airport in the 90s. Uh, but I had not moved, moved over here until 1999. Anyway, enjoying the podcast, I have to go and wax my bikini line and assault my husband with a frying pan. <laughs> so it seems he's eminently qualified to run a CSE, but if you've met Stevie, he ain't a woman. Uh, good God, if he was, you know, he, he, he would make Susie Maguire look, I, I you don't know, know any a storm. <laughs> well, YH, YH. And if, and if you don't know what that, that means, you don't need to know. And if you do know what that means, please don't write in and complain. Okay, we've got some other stuff. Barry Wilson, fantastic podcast. Listen for the first time today from Canada. It's not Barry Wilson that used to play for, for Livingston, is it? Because he scored a beauty against his one time. I've not forgiven him for it. Jamie Ross, Doyle. Uh, Jamie Ross Doyle. You know, what are you a writer? You know, Jamie Ross Doyle. Firm of accountants. No, absolutely. <laughs> great podcast, guys. Uh, keep it going. Maybe get a wee spot on Radio Clyde. But really great podcast. Near wet myself. Uh, can it be us? He must have a different podcast. He's not laughing at us, is he? <laughs> Let's be honest. Mark Feldman, Peter Lywell's motto for every three quality players Rangers buy, I will be buy 15 pish ones. Yeah, fair does. Stuart Williamson, uh, just heard that nasty word, which rhymes with, well, is Rick with a P at the start of it. Roddy Forsyth on the wireless. Fantastic. This is what we're talking about, right? This is the kind of listeners we've got. He was listening on the wireless. That's <laughs> super. There's none of this broadband. And then wrote in on the Facebook. On yeah. the Facebook, which he, he probably did on the computer. Right, this is what we want. With the finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, he seemed to take great joy in conveying the tragic gel of its Champions League ban to the listening public. What an arse. Um, does anyone know why he's banned, by the way, Rapid Vienna playing a different fucking competition after all? Yes, but that's them the rules. One that I put up, Man United, Valencia and Bursa Spore, Celtic. We can see if we can fix them up by a game against Salkit Vicks or something, give them a day out by the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That'd be lovely actually. Well, yeah. as an airship boy, Salk, it's as you know the as the black sheep. It's it's full of that sort. Um, our sound man, Chris, uh, your ex captain Ray Montgomery, who who was a beggar, he was uh, doing Salk its way, wasn't he? Uh, not one I would be frequenting, frankly. Yeah. Craig, you found you by accident in iTunes and had to listen to two and three today, and was wetting myself. A lot of your listeners are incontinent. Continent, yeah. You know, I, I I love you all. I love you deeply, but I, you know, I assume there's a care home somewhere that got the interweb. Wait, did, just, maybe um, they should get like ten ladies. Yeah. How come it's you get specific ladies in continents trousers, you don't get specific men's? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't know. Women have got it all sewn up. It's difficult. Being <laughs> maybe a that's man. why. Got it all sewn <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. No problem. Continents. But as your guys are struggling, listening to this and pissing themselves. Exactly. You know. I must admit, I always thought smelling a piss was a particularly tomboy thing. Get some Presbyterian <laughs> bladder control. Yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Presbyterians, we can control where we pee. Um, Daniel Mapplebeck, that's a great name. Yeah. You know, Fraser is somebody who changed their name, obviously being Fraser Maguire. <laughs> Why did you not go for something like Mapplebeck? Um, pre-draw shows on Sky Sports here. See this? This is live, live texting. They're texting in during the show. I'm loving this, man. The Facebook is starting to pay off. The Twitter, the email. It's starting to pay off. People are getting in touch with us. Send us money. What happened to the two yogurt cartons and the bit of string? Anyone got in touch yet? And Gordon Reid, who uh, has taken over from that guy, Knee Piping, is the shortest man in the world. I know, Gordon. Isn't there some sort of law banning three gingers from being in the same room at the one time? I'm sure it's in the Bible that that's the first or second sign of a forthcoming apocalypse. Uh, apart from that, it's a decent show. And uh, Jim Reid, who I sincerely hope's a guy for the Jesus Mary chain, because that would just make my day. <laughs> Jim, if you're not lied to me, come back on the Facebook and say that you are. Um, almost justifies the cost of the iPod alone get in and I don't even know Jim I didn't make him say that when he says it he means me (laughs) right because I mean you are like the baggage well that's actually I carry you to to great heights I've actually got a sad one today David if I could somebody's written in saying I've just woken up from a coma it's been seven years the music of Westlife brought me around 
And in that time I missed a lot And I want to read about football But being a Rangers fan <laughs> Is there any Again, is there any book I could pick up Perhaps in the next couple of weeks? People did notice We've got a few emails saying Edgar never mentioned his book last week But uh, yes, there is a book coming out At the start of October mm. Called uh, uh, I forgot the name of my own book. <laughs> it was a memorable read. That <laughs> can't even remember the name. Even you think it's rubbish. That's not a good sign. It's like 21st century heterosexual, I believe. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. 21st, uh, 21st century. <laughs> That's a better book. Yeah. That's the one we'll go. 21st yeah. century blue uh, is coming out at the start of October. And the reason I'm getting less and less funny each week in the podcast was I noticed I was telling all my stories for the book in the first couple of weeks. So I've wrapped that and I'm just having to kind of use my wit and spontaneity. I've never been famed for either so uh, th- this is why we're having to get guests in you know as we had Fraser we had Cammy. Cammy played himself out of contention last week too good too good it was his first and his last podcast I do know Jim can I just say Jim also thank you for picking out everyone who did the show except me the walk conference great show Mark and David Cammy on the guest appearance <laughs> cheers Jim you're a walloper that's what I'm saying <laughs> can we just say Jim you are welcome in this show oh big man your status is under threat Fraser's come in, he's been impressive. You know who you are, you're James Beatty. You've got big tits and you're struggling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, we've got young, fit. Like, they might be wearing green, but we might go for it. I don't know, I mean, I think we could arrange for him to be nominated as a friend of the show. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, get fo- we'll get Scott in by phone. You know, he's had that mobile for years. Actually, uh, listeners, I always say at the start of the show, can everybody turn off their mobile? And Scott just sits and goes, why? You are all here. And that's a, a fair point. My wife might text me. And that would be a bit... Can you bring in milk? Yeah, that's oh, no. pretty much, yeah. Okay, then. Um, we're, now gonna come, <laughs> we're now going to come to any other bear business before things get out of hand. Any other bear business? <laughs> right, I've just stopped a fight between Mark and Scott, uh, because you, you don't want to hear what Mark said Scott's wife was up to. Um, Scott, as far as I'm concerned, there's no way she would do that with three guys like that. This is your part of the show, guests, minions. You know, my, my people, you come here, and this is the bit where I turn control of the show over at you. So, listeners, cup of tea time. Phrase? Vladimir Weiss. Well, what did we think after our uh, ex- excitement of uh, the Hibs game? Well, I only saw the highlights, and he looked, he looked, well, he, he looked new, and that was enough for me. <laughs> yeah, he was kicked a lot, about 38 times. Yeah. Um, which resulted in a new law. I don't know if you've seen the new FIFA directives. Play on. Apparently, if you're savagely filled repeatedly. Our sound man is a friend of the referee which means we've got a direct conduit to abuse him with. So anything that's said here will be reported back verbatim to the referee. He was rubbish. The referee took a lot of justified abuse, I felt, yes. yes. Also thought Vladimir... See, notice I've ditched Vladko after getting slagged for it. Good. Um, I thought that anything exciting or good in the game was him. But he made a lot of mistakes, and you can tell he's only 20. He is very raw. Yeah. But some of the touches and some of his dragbacks, uh, he's, he's got a lot of talent. He's, he's, got, he's also he's a winger. You know, it's so long since we've actually had an out-and-out winger at the club, you forget. What about Demarcus? <laughs> what about him? Yeah. As Walter would say, who? Uh, well, you're going to have, the, you're going to have the, the Beasley hardcore after you on uh-huh. that one. I mean, the, the Shogun yeah. will find where you live. Demarcus might tweet me. Mark? I think what we've got to make sure that we, we don't do is that we fall into the uh, the trap of believing hype about Weiss or indeed uh, Jelovic. There's and no believing the hype. We created it. <laughs> it yeah. was all us. It was, yeah. I mean, it was literally, is Vladimir Weiss better than Brian Loudrop? Yeah. 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 Never mind that. Was he better than Jarazinho, you know? <laughs> yeah, but what we, what we want to make sure is that the last couple of years, success has come through basically having a set of players who you could, for want of a better phrase, call dogs of war. 
and we don't want to put pressure on these guys like we used to do with, say, uh, loud dropping Gascoigne, where oh, nothing's working, give it to them, yeah. pass to them, pass it, force the passes through to them all the time. Are um, you saying, are you honestly sitting here and saying that this Vladimir Vice tattoo I got in my back was a waste of time? What you can do when he goes back to Man City? Kidnap him. Fair enough, that's a fair point. David, can I be honest with you? I, I'd rather you would. I think we've, I think we've got to that level the of intimacy. first three games of the season, yes. do you know who our superstar is? Stevie Naismith. Yes, Lionel Nisi. I yeah. said to you when we signed him that one day that boy's going to play for Real Madrid. To be honest, I think <laughs> on the PlayStation. On the PlayStation, <laughs> it, it was possibly hyperbolic. I'll, I'll hold my hands up, but I have stuck with that. Three boy. days, the transfer window's still open for Jose. Still sniffing. Jose still players. sniffing about. And Real Madrid did sign Julian Fobier eighteen months ago in loan. So there's hope for me. There's hope for Cut Broadfoot. Yeah. I think my Nisi moment was when he played for Scotland. I think was it against Holland. Yeah, and fantastic. he was absolutely superb that night. And an attribute in his game that I hadn't seen before an amazing hit but aerial ability who um, cares he was great for, for Scott he might as well have been great for Namibia for all I care about that oh, he's been brilliant been warned, for Rangers been I, have been war- I have been warned about that Hamish uh, husband's coming to get you that he's big naked tackle out under his kilt and his socks and his deer stalker and his stuff Peeing in a fountain But I'd hear him coming Because he'd be going Do a deer Deer a doe And all that Push up the road And I'd hear him And it'd be like Oh man There's some mad chuchter going to say it about me I would know I would, I would be aware it was in the it's post. The, it's like the proclaimers coming at you with their guitars on. You'd know. It's like when Aberdeen fans give you abuse, you know, and I, I, I'm, unfortunately, I really, you know me, I consider basically sort of north of Stirling, um, east of Livingston. Here be monsters. Yeah, Chuchterland. Ch- so anybody like Aberdeen fans, when they're about to, you know, give you a severe kicking, I can't understand a word that they're saying. And to me, it's just like an unintelligible golfer coming yeah. to attack me because they're always wearing Pringle and various like, other, you know, stuff you can buy out of outlets. It's like getting chased down the road by Bernhard Langer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair dues And Scott you've been very patient while others spoke um, Do you want to bring anything into the equation? Um, just to say we've got our international break Again? Oh no I'm yeah. sick of this And I'm going to say David who are we playing? Sweden Liechtenstein and Lithuania Yes You are winding me up I'm not getting to go to the football for a fortnight Because Scotland are playing Lichted Tell me that they've merged into one team It's like Trinidad and Tobago And we can just get it done in one afternoon I think they're domestic league They've got one team called Vaduz And they're now playing the Swiss league Yes they do indeed And did they not pat one of our teams out a couple of years ago? Yes Livingston. Everybody Falkland Monaco have sent a team And have pumped one of your teams Out of the Europe, uh, Europa League qualifier Seriously Scotland are taking a break From the league season to do this David, I actually read a book about Liechtenstein football. No, you did. did. Really? You a book called Stamping Grounds. That's quite be a good. joke. No, it isn't. <laughs> Tell me it's this just how sad I am, no? I read oh a book about Liechtenstein football. Oh, my God. So, our next game is in a fortnight. Uh, there will be no podcast next week because, as you can probably tell, uh, <laughs> international football. So, we'll all be going to the end Liechtenstein and. Latvia or whatever it is. Uh, They're at home Kaunas, I think, to Liechtenstein and away to. Yeah, in Kaunas. Oh, man alive, right? Six points, you have to hope for six points. Thrill a minute stuff, eh? Half, half the podcast phrase well, myself. Robbie, oh, wishing as well. Robbie, our other producer, yeah. you, you don't mind donning the, the skirt in the Timberlands, do you, and, and following Scotland to these far flung outposts of nothingness? See, heart and hands get a bit for everybody. You've got people like me are sensible, you've got sort of wannabe chuchters like Robbie and Fraser. We've got something for everybody. Okay, then, all that remains for me to do then is to give you the contact details. You can get in touch with us at the Facebook. Um, which is Heart and Hand The Rangers Podcast on Facebook You can get in touch with us through Twitter Or follow us on Twitter, I believe uh, And there's quite a lot of people doing it There's a lot of mental people out there How'd you do that? You go to I- well, you type in Ibrox Rocks At 
Twitter. I don't know. Go to Twitter and put Ibrox Rocks in and we'll pop up and then you can follow us and you can hear the, the, the sort of wit and wisdom of, of us. Uh, and most, probably the best way to get in touch with us is Ibrox Rocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Ibrox Rocks, R-O-C-K-S, at playbackmedia.co.uk. And now I have to thank my, my wonderful coterie of uh, rampagingly red-blooded male heterosexual non-gay badinage punters this evening, Mr. Scotch Vandenacker. Asta Blieft. Mr. Fraser Maguire-Martin. Ciao, ciao. And Mr. Mark Dingwall. Bonne sera. Uh, we'd like to thank producer Christopher Osborne, and we'll thank our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Miles. Okay, thanks very much. We'll speak to you again in two weeks. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you would like... Sports Social Podcast Network.